0: Hello, this is Richard Outram, and welcome to the Prepare for Growth podcast series, bite sized wisdom for leadership and personal development. So, thank you for taking time out to join me. I'm so grateful for this unique opportunity. Okay, and in this week's podcast, I'm thrilled to introduce Dr. Dane Hill, a world renowned author, speaker, and co creator of Access Consciousness, one of the largest personal development movements practice in 176 countries. For over 20 years, Dana has become an internationally recognized thought leader in transforming lives and creating different choices, willing to empower people to see different possibilities and to recognize what is possible for them. He is the author of nine books on the topics of money, healing, relationships, embodiment, and consciousness. His most recent book, Being You, Changing the World, is an Amazon.com international bestseller. Dane is also founder of the annual International Being You Workday. Dr. Dane earned his doctorate in chiropractic from Southern California University, and Dane's wisdom bite for this episode is, judgment never creates anything. Dane, I am so thrilled to have you on the show. I love your shirt, by the way. I think it's fantastic. Thanks, Richard. Doing a lot of positivity there, so thank you for being on the show. This is fabulous. Oh. Truly an honor. Great to be with you.
1: Thank you. Now, did you want to add anything else to the introduction, Dane? Oh, no. I was sitting there listening, going, wow, I like him. So <laughs> there was, <let's... laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting to hear, to hear words about yourself. That is always a a bizarre thing for me. So, nope, I have nothing to add, except I make a mean margarita. I just oh, wow. want to. I think that should probably be the beginning of the bio, actually. He makes a damn good margarita. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. And so three segments
0: on the show. What have you learned? What would you change and what are you grateful for? And then we'll have a quick round, okay? Sounds good. Awesome. Yes. All right. So your new book, Being You, Changing the World. You know, I, I took a little bite from one of your courses and one of your podcasts, which is stop judging you. It's time to stop fighting against you and start fighting for you. So tell us a little bit more about your book.
1: Well, it's based on the idea that you truly being you will give you everything that you've been looking for outside of you that has never actualized. And one of the biggest impediments to us being us, and, and it's interesting because, well, sorry, my ADHD is already taking off, which is wonderful. One of the biggest impediments to us being us is anytime we're judging us because judgment, you can either have judgment or you can have gratitude. You can either have judgment or you can have joy. You can either have judgment or you can have actual creation and joy, gratitude, a sense of possibilities and creation are what you have when you're being you. There's also a sense of lightness. There's a sense of space with everything. You know, it's, it's like, If anybody's ever said anything disparaging about you, you know, like you're a jerk. Well, if you're sort of off your game, you might react to it and have a problem with it. But if you know you, you're like, okay, thank you. You know, thanks for the information, because you're not in a space of judging yourself. And and judgment is insidious. We've all been trained to do it. And most of us don't realize when we're doing it. And nowhere is that more true than in our own points of view about us. And one of the other perspectives I'd really love people to get is that what's true for you will always make you lighter. So when you're doing what's true for you as the being that you are, the person that you are, it's got a lightness to it. It's got an ease. It just flows. You know, that's what people would call a flow state. I would call it being you, you know, and the reason I don't call it a flow state is because when you're being you, your entire life is a flow state. There are very few hiccups. There are very few uh, there are very few places where you get drawn down into the muck. And so if we can recognize that good and bad, right and wrong are artificial designations that we have been handed as though they are supposed to somehow allow us to navigate reality better, but they don't, what they do is they cause us to be in a constant state of judgment of us and others and everything we choose. Changing that changes the entire perspective from which we not only live our lives, but create our businesses, create our relationships, and create everything.
0: Absolutely. Now, really well said, Dane, and we'll dig a little bit further um, later on about, uh, you know, how we look at opposites and why that causes judgment and anxiety and so forth. But we'll, we'll reserve that for a bit later. But
1: why do we judge other people? Well here's the thing. Okay. So people that are listening to this podcast or watching, um, they tend to be the seekers of the world. You know, the people that, that desire something different. They look at reality as it is and go, really, is this all there is? And if this is all there is, why the heck am I here? You know? And so the seekers of the world actually, here's the interesting part is they don't tend to judge others. They think they do. But the only person they ever really judge is themselves. And how do you know that? Well, I mean, I have worked with literally hundreds of thousands of people around the world in the last 22 years. And there has not been one time where I where I talk to somebody about their supposed judgment of somebody else. And I'll run them through a short process about what's your judgment of them. But then what's your judgment of you with regard to them? And what it always comes back to is you would never judge someone else unless you had a judgment of you with regard to that item first. And so I'm gonna say that that we don't. We actually think we do. And yet, and so then what do we do? Then we judge ourselves for judging other people because we don't want to be those kind of people that judge other people. And so it creates this vicious cycle where where nobody is is taking a moment to stop and ask a question. Like, what is this really? What else is possible here? What if I'm not really judging this person? What is actually going on? What is the energy that I'm aware of here? Or what is the perspective? What is the point of view that I'm aware of here? That if I didn't believe I was judging and didn't judge myself for judging, that I that I would have awareness instead. And the thing about awareness is awareness is constructive. Awareness allows you to, it's, it's a validation or a, an acknowledgement of your gut feeling your gut awareness about something that's what awareness gives you is you get a twist in your gut and you look over here to where the twist is coming from and if you're willing to get awareness from it that twist in your gut was saying hey there's something off here there's something going on there's some point of view that you have that is sticking something and my point of view is your point of view creates your reality reality does not create your point of view so you're getting this big red light that says look at this point of view And once you do, and you no longer have to avoid it or hide from it, or defend that you're right or wrong, you can then see, oh, here's what's actually going on between me and this person, or here's my awareness of what they are either contributing or not going to contribute, and now I can deal with what is, because now I know what is. Absolutely. And
0: judging people, is that about avoiding reckoning with potential feelings of maybe inferiority or shame?
1: absolutely possibly yes you know it is one of the things and it's interesting to talk about some of these things that are so large you know and to try to put them into just one category or one box you know and we do that to try to to get the awareness of what what the conversation is about but it certain of these things don't really lend themselves to just one box you know it's more like 27 boxes that all sort of interlink in in some interesting way but when we are functioning from shame or blame or regret or guilt, what we're essentially doing is we're essentially standing outside of us, judging us. And then what we'll do as a way of trying to offload that energy, because let's face it, judgment sucks, you know, it's like it's like gravity, gravity sucks, judgment sucks, you know, and it's like, and so we're trying to offload it in, but once again, we're not being present with us and with the thing that our gut or or this awareness is giving us and so we try to offload it by shaming somebody else or blaming somebody else like you made me do that Uh uh-uh I'm sorry we we have to start by getting over the idea that anyone else can make us do anything else we got to recognize that the buck stops here if we're truly going to create the lives that we can we've got to recognize that we are the ones that can create those and and It's not that other people don't have an influence. It's not that other people don't do some messed up stuff. It's not that. It's the awareness that I am in charge of how I respond. I am in charge about how I handle the situation. So that because blame is always a way of disempowering yourself and somebody else. And so what we want to do is bring the empowerment back to us and others. understood.
0: Okay. And and I guess, Dane... The yardstick we use for ourselves is a
1: yardstick we use for the world. That And well, here's the thing is I would I say once again, yes, and in other words, the yardstick we use for the world is usually a yardstick and the yardstick we use for ourselves is more like a mace, you know, that that thing from the Middle Ages that has all the spikes on it. We continuously hit ourselves in the head with it. Yeah. You know, that's a yardstick we tend to use for ourselves. There's nobody tougher on us than us. And so it, this is the whole conversation, though, about getting out of the judgment of us, because, because to a certain extent, it's like our we we tend to try to overcome our judgments of us that we grew up with, because we we, we didn't just learn this yesterday. You know, this has been implanted if you will it's been ingrained over many 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 years okay and from mommy and daddy showing us what was right and what was wrong mommy and daddy very seldom said hey your choice creates what would you like to create with your choice mommy and daddy said don't do this because it's bad which gives a child no information like uh, my best friend gary the founder of access consciousness uh, my business partner for the last 22 years his daughter was about to stick her hand over the open flame he had just taken the pot off. He didn't say don't do that. He said if you do that it's really going to hurt. And of course she was curious so she got her hand close and felt the heat and pulled her hand back. Never went near an open flame again. But that's a way of empowering people rather than trying to get them to go into some weird system of judge or structure of judgment without ever telling them why, without ever without ever giving them the benefit of the awareness that these are not children i mean they are children but they're not lesser beings you know a person doesn't become a complete being when they're able to vote or drink or have sex or whatever the the yardstick is Mm -hmm. they're a complete being now they need to be treated with that level of honoring and respect and awareness so that as they grow up they will treat themselves with that level of honoring and respect and awareness and treat others that way too understood got it okay and you
0: made a great statement in it, and it really kind of hit me here which was judgment is the biggest killer of possibilities it kills space energy and joy please please expand
1: on those things well so if you look at it like think about if you've ever had a situation with someone where you were you may have had a close friendship or a close relationship and then things got in the way whatever they were now you're at each other's throats And you manage to have a really vulnerable conversation. But so, well, sorry, let me walk you through that. Okay, so the first part is, you know, glory days. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And then what starts to create the barriers between people is the judgments. It starts to eliminate the joy. It starts to eliminate the peace, the sense of ease, the gratitude for the person, the sense that there are possibilities we can create together to such a degree that in so many relationships, after a certain length of time, and that time is based on the individuals in the relationship, but after a certain amount of time, they're just sort of blindly going through their lives. They're not looking for possibilities anymore. They're looking for, how can I spend as little time around this person as possible? And and yet, if you've ever had that, where you had somebody and then there became a problem, and then with total vulnerability and not making them wrong and not making you wrong, you had a really vulnerable conversation that actually cleared the air. That actually where they you say, what's going on? They say, well, when you said this, I knew that you meant that. And you're like, no, I didn't mean that at all. What I actually meant was, I think you're great. I I just couldn't say it in the right words. And they go, oh, and you feel those walls melt. And you know that, I, I hope everybody out here is out there has had a some situation like this, otherwise I'm talking to the wind, but you know, where, where the walls were there, those are walls of judgment. And when those walls melt and you have that sense of closeness again, it's one of the most beautiful things in the world. Well, so, and we, you know, I use that example, even though it involves another person, but it's a similar thing with us. And it, it, you know, once again, it's like how we treat ourselves is how we tend to treat others. And having that that melty, like just this beautiful space where everything seems possible, that's what's possible without judgment. Judgment undoes that. And we are the ones who inflict it upon ourselves. But once again, that's exactly what we've learned. Right, right. And, and,
0: and why is it the biggest reason we get stuck in patterns of no choice and no
1: change? Why, why does judgment lead to that? Because anytime you make a judgment, a decision or a conclusion about anything, nothing that doesn't match that judgment, that decision or that conclusion can come into your awareness. And, you know, it's like we're putting blinders on and most people have no clue. This is the way it functions. And the information, you know, the conversation that I'm having with you is from working with thousands of people and addressing this and seeing the nuances behind the scenes of the surface of what was going on as they were kind and vulnerable enough to to let me in to see if we could create something different out out of many situations. And so what occurs in that is, so for example, there are a lot of people who grew up with the point of view that money is a struggle. And so what happens? Well, usually you buy that point of view from your mom or dad or family, and that's the appropriate point of view to have in your family. And if you don't have that point of view, you're not part of that family from because you get judged as being wrong, different, a weirdo, whatever it is. So you're like, okay, I'd rather be part of these people and have this point of view, even if it doesn't make me happy very often. So you live your life. Money is a struggle because you grew up with that point of view. Your point of view creates your reality. And now you look back after a few years and you're like, see, I was right. Money is a struggle. Well, which came first, your point of view or that reality? It's that reality because not every person on the planet has money as a struggle. There are certain people who grew up in a family where money was total ease, you know. and sometimes they're your friends. You're like, "Why, why does money seem like it falls out of the sky for these people? Because their point of view is different than yours. So if we recognize that judgment is basically a very solid, very uh, solidified point of view. That's like taking a point of view and covering it in concrete so it never changes. Then we realize that this idea of our point of view creates our reality. When we have a point of view based on judgment, it is such a solid point of view that it eliminates anything else that can show up unless we're willing to let it go and have something different.
0: Interesting.
1: Right. So let's pivot a little bit to the
0: business world. Right about, you know, yeah, we've got big organizations. We're leading and managing a lot of folks. Isn't it normal in business to analyze, assess and judge? (laughs)
1: Unfortunately, yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is very (laughs) normal. Decisions, right? (laughs) Yeah, but just because it's normal doesn't mean it's right. And this is this is the thing is analyze is a set of judgments based on appropriate data supposedly okay but but even the interpretation of data comes through the eyes of most people through judgment yes they don't just see the numbers and let the numbers show them an actual story they see the numbers to prove the rightness of the story they've decided yep and this is the difficulty with judgment is it tints the lens through which you're looking And so when, when we talk about analyzing and judging, there's a way of being in business in which, and and here's the funny part. Here's the, here's the most amazing part to me. And I think one of the greatest examples of this would be Richard Branson, somebody that we all know, right? He does not analyze and judge. He goes, yeah, that feels right. Do that. Yeah, but we're not going to make any money. He's like, no, I get that. We need to do this, you know? And so what, what. The way we've created access, going from we were in I think four countries when I started uh, to 176 countries, and we had I think 25 facilitators. We now have over 10,000. Is by asking what will create the greatest future if we choose it, and and that can sound kind of like well that that's got too much fluff, you know, like what how are you going to create a business based on that? Well. I'm presenting that as one possible question, but but the idea really is, is kind of like functioning more like Richard Branson. I know, like I have awareness, my gut, I can trust my gut basically. But then not just concluding that what you've chosen is the right thing to do, be willing to change it every day. In other words, if you get the awareness that this isn't working, then then you start asking questions. And the difficulty with the whole judgment concept, especially as it, well, as I say, especially as it relates to business, but business is one of the big areas is, what we do is we judge that, oh, this is right. This is what we're doing. I mean, look at Kodak. Uh, Hey, there's this digital thing. Nah, it'll never take off. Except, I'm sorry, if I were working for Kodak at the time, I would have heard digital and gone, we need to get on that right now, you know? But that's because what I'm doing is, I'm not judging that what I have is right right now. I'm saying, hey, what we're doing is awesome. It can always get greater. And a question I suggest people ask is, how does it get any better than this? And what else is possible here that I've never considered? <clears throat> and what's it going to take to create what we would really like that's beyond anything we think is possible? See, when you ask a question, it's kind of like an antidote to judgment. At the very least, it's an antidote to that Um the rut that most businesses find themselves in that they don't know how to get out of. And so it's about opening up to the awareness that there's always going to be more possibilities. And our only job is to open up to them, ask for them. But then also when we get that, that hit, you know, that little the tickle on the cheek or the the tickle in the guts or whatever, like go here, let's explore it. We may not go there, but let's at least explore it because it may be telling us where we need to change something.
0: I love that. Thank you, Dane. I love that. And you've mentioned a few times the intuition and our gut. And um, I remember, uh, you know, one of your colleagues and peers, I'm sure, Deepak Chopra said, you know, the cosmic computer is the most powerful indicator. What happens here, right? I mean, you yeah. usually can get your answers, whether it's business, personal, whatever, Um and you got
1: it's Absolutely. a very powerful computer well and that and that's the other thing it, it's yes. so interesting to me how we try to separate business and personal yeah which and and i'm not saying you should work all the time so you don't have personal what i'm saying is like let's be present in a different way with all of it but a way that is that a, a way that is nurturing and empowering to us and others let's let's make that choice and it's not hard it literally is one choice and then of course doing the being willing to have things change but now we go back to the judgment conversation part of the reason people will not is because they're so used to being judged and they're so used to being uh having the standards by which they're measured be standards of judgment have you produced have you increased the bottom line 3% have you and what's so funny to me is in Access, prior to COVID, we were growing uh, at a rate of roughly 16 to 20% a year for many years, okay? COVID hit, we dropped down to 8% that we were growing. And people are like, how do you do that? We're like, well, we're, we're, we just, we do what we do. We, we're present with as much as possible, but we're willing to allow anything to change you know we transitioned from facilitating our classes primarily in person to zoom literally in 3 days and we had you know we had been doing zoom classes for years not realizing we were setting ourselves up to be prepared for this future but that's also the difference is when when you're not creating just for now when you remember and this thing about your point of view creates your reality so what most people are doing is creating from now and giving a lot of credence and significance to the past. This is where we came from. This is very important. This is our heritage. This is our, and I'm like, okay, I get all that. But when you are only interested in the now, you put up an artificial wall that keeps you from perceiving the future and what is going to be required. And there's one thing about future. It shows up way faster than anybody expects. And so, we got the hit to start doing online classes as part of our regular classes. We created an entire crew. We have several crews around the world and people that we have as our tech team that do these things. But we started that years before COVID not knowing the future we were preparing for. So when COVID hit, we went, well, everything's online for a while. Sorry, everybody. Look forward to seeing you in person someday soon. You know, But our business didn't take a hit at all, really. But that's because rather than rather than having our measure of success be this incremental increase in numbers that we focus on, our measure of success is how much consciousness are we creating in the world? And is our business continuing to grow and thrive as we do that? But we know what our target is, but we also are always looking at, I keep doing this with my hands because... This is the artificial wall that somebody creates when they're only focusing on the present. And I see so many businesses and so many departments in businesses and so many microcosms within business where they will only look at the present and try to handle the problems that they think the present is needing to be handled, not look at what do we need to do to prepare for our future. Great point.
0: I love that. I love that. And here, here to that point, Dane, thank you. Um, you know, there's a famous book, uh, it's called Mindset, Carol Dweck, you you probably you probably know of that, which talked about fixed versus growth mindset. And I variation, you know that one well, yes. Boy, do I.
1: And I read a variation
0: (laughs) to that. um, it was about coaching conversations, and it was learner compared to judger mindset. And to your point, in every interaction and every moment, if you could make that pivot and that path. Between judgment, which is, you know, your hardwired to think and protect yourselves and so forth, rather than that healthy curiosity to your point, that awareness, thinking about
1: possibilities. Imagine how wonderful the world would be. Oh, I do. I imagine it often. I, (laughs) I really do, because that one, that one thing changing would change everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of scribbled some notes, uh, you know, between those two sides of the ledger, Dana Lerner, and I'm quoting here, thoughtful choices, solutions focused, win-win relating, you choose, um, and you, you add learner questions to avoid judging. On the judger side of the equation, it's automatic reactions, blame focused, win-lose relating, and you're reacting.
1: That you You, my friend, you have just dated it all? Exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> all right, so what is the way out of the
0: cloak of judgment? how do we How do we become better people and in the business world
1: better leaders? Stop judging. Yeah. Okay <laughs> Sounds easy, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, we've got to recognize the value in not judging. Yeah, we have a pre-made structure. Once again, this entire world we live in subscribes to judgment as a valuable product. And in fact, the most valuable product in many cases. I mean, look at social media. You know, what do you do? You're there so you can get positive judgment from people. And then, oh my God, they judge me negatively. That hurts. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, you know? So there's there's so much in which that is a... Platform or a foundation upon which society is based. So we need to acknowledge that. Okay, fine. But then we've also got to recognize that there is this tremendous value to going beyond judgment. And then the work has to start with us those of us listening and those of us going, you know what, I would like something different. And recognizing that it's only when we go beyond judgment that we can actually embrace other possibilities yeah and it's only when we go beyond judgment that things start to show up like i would say almost miraculously which is an interesting way of characterizing something especially in a business because business tends to be business supposedly but i'm co-creator of a worldwide business where we actually believe in miracles and actively seek them out and so But it's, it's based on, I think the other part of this is one of the questions I like to ask people is, you know, and a lot of times it's about a particular situation, but I'll say, so would you have more awareness of this if you do more judgment or if you stop judging? And I'll, and I'll, or I'll go, Hey, what awareness, if you weren't judging right now, what awareness would you have? And they go, Oh, and they realize that that concurrent with judgment is a stuck place, is a, a, a fixed position, basically. It's the rampart on which you stand to slay all oncomers, okay? Mm-hmm. And so they recognize that energetically. They get the sense of the judging, and they realize how much they're trying to fight and defend. And then they get the sense of the way it is if they let it go and 99% of the time in that one moment is a fundamental shift in their world where they go oh now i get it this is what i've been doing to myself and other people with my judgments and so the the thing about that then is well how do we stop number 1 we get the awareness we get the awareness it has value then we make the choice okay i don't know what it's going to take but I'm going to find some way to get over this. Now, you know, we have this thing called access consciousness, which is about strangely accessing your consciousness. Okay. And we actually have a definition of consciousness, which is where everything exists and nothing is judged. And, you know, it's based on the idea that the only time we create a difficulty in our life is when we go against our own awareness or our own consciousness. Like have you ever known not to do something and you did it anyway, and it turned out just as badly as you knew it would, you know? <laughs> well, that's a case of us knowing not to do it, but we did it anyway for whatever reasons. That's a case of us going against our consciousness. And so what the what then can be a possibility after just making the choice, that that's where it starts. But then after that, when you notice yourself going to judgment, just stop, just like put your hand out, you know, like this, whatever, and and do a pattern interrupt of some sort. And then ask yourself a question, like, what else is possible here? What would be possible if I weren't judging? And what awareness am I having that I think I have to judge in order to have? Because what happens is, for example, you'll have somebody in the business that is not contributing they're not pulling their weight they're they may be gaslighting other people or whatever and so energetically when you're around them you're going to be like i really want to kill them okay but probably shouldn't say that but you're going to have that you just please don't do it okay but if you do do it no no i shouldn't say this i just want you to know on a totally unrelated note hydrogen peroxide is very good at getting out organic stains okay there <laughs> i said it okay um i'm kidding i I'm kidding um but and and that's you know this is the other thing for me is i'll say something like that about you just want to kill them be- because you don't say that in business you're not allowed to it's inappropriate it's but i'm not in your business so i can say this and i can also bring with that bring to it a level of vulnerability and humor that wouldn't it be a greater world if we all had that if we didn't have to be so damn uptight and why are we uptight? Because we're afraid of being judged. Why? Because what's the what's the far end of being judged today is being having a lawsuit put against you tomorrow or going to, you know what I mean? So it's like we have this progression that we believe in. And so anyway, here we are. We're back to this person who's not a contribution. They're only in it for them. They're not really doing anything. And you get this energy when you're around them of. But what do you do? That's an awareness you're having. But what we've trained ourselves to do is that any awareness of any negative awareness, okay? And we call it negative or positive, even though that's not really where I function, but any negative awareness we think is a judgment. But what if it's not? And here's the funny part is we think any negative awareness is a judgment and any positive point of view could not be a judgment. Now, here's the thing about judgment. Once again, whenever you make a judgment, nothing else can come into your awareness because you wow. take a point of view and solidify it. So, for example, there are lots of us who have judged, oh, this is a good person or they like me or they're perfect. I can't tell you my, my ex fiance this was 22 years ago, I had judged that she was the perfect woman and the perfect woman for me. This person hated me and I didn't know it. I didn't like me at all. She was only with me because she figured someday I would make some money, and I had doctor in front of my name. And at one point, she's like, "Um, yeah, could could like chiropractic is weird. Could you do something different?" And I'm like, "Wow, okay, help, okay." But I had judged that she was the perfect person for me. And then what was interesting is I had other people where I had this awareness that they were selfish, or in one case that they were stealing. And I thought, oh, I'm being judgmental. No, I was being aware. I was actually judging when I said she was perfect because when you judge, you cut off your awareness of anything else. And this is what we've got to get. When you judge, you cut off your awareness of anything else. So we'll judge somebody as, think that our our positive judgment is an awareness because it's positive and I'm a good person now. And this, wow, this person is a gaslighting, suck of magnitude, we think that's a judgment, that might be an awareness. But that's where we've got to be astute enough in our own lives to acknowledge it. So what happens is you'll have that energy around somebody who's gaslighting, not contributing, trying to hide, stealing, whatever it is, just not doing their job. And and you wonder why you're so judgmental. Well, what if you're not? What if you're having an awareness? What if that is your gut saying, pay attention to what this person is doing, because it's not helping things. So this is where this whole conversation can, can start to open up because we start to recognize that we label things as judgment that are not. And we label things as not judgment that are either way sticks us. So then we go, okay, wait a minute. What other choice do I have available? And what you go with is the awareness that's what's true for you makes you lighter, a lie for you makes you heavier. And, you know, lighter maybe you know feel like you have a sense of space. Lighter is like okay, my head is clear. It's not all clangy. It's not all like I'm not in my head a lot. Um, lighter maybe you just like take a breath, whatever. Um, and heavier tends to be sort of where you feel like your your guts are twisted or or you feel contracted or you feel like you're down in the muck or something. And if we can recognize then that we actually have awareness. And it doesn't require judgment to be validated. It doesn't require judgment. In fact, it's so light. Our awareness is so light, whether it's something we want to see or something we don't want to see, that we often will discount it because, well, you can't know these things. I've created, I've been part of co-creating a worldwide business based on the idea that we all know these things and using that knowing to navigate, not the judgment and the structures to navigate understood understood and and in your travels Dane
0: um you know have you seen because I've been in the business world for three decades over three decades now right and I, I see that we are deficient in stepping back and considering alternative viewpoints we lack curiosity we have to move very quickly you know on a number of things and people tend to get anchored in their beliefs and values and opinions about things and we tend not to open it up to your point, right? We're not opening things up in your travels, I mean, what do you see do you, do you see businesses people are they open to other alternatives or, or or people just stuck in their ways? what What are you seeing and hopefully you're giving me an answer that things are changing and people becoming like that. but you tell me what you're seeing.
1: I will give you whatever answer you desire, my <laughs> friend. Now, why do I say that because it is what it is. We're going to keep doing what we do, no matter what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so and there's a freedom in that actually. Um, and what I see is I see a lot of people who realize something needs to be different, who are taking a plunge into different ways of exploring what else is possible. Yeah. And I see that in businesses. And what's interesting is I see businesses in many areas in which people are saying that the value is actually when you're being you. That's when things work. That, and I'm, I'll, I'm thrilled to no end. I cannot tell you. Okay, I'm so grateful that this conversation is out there in the world. And so I see that. I see many people waking up, being willing to have something different. Ooh, my white peacock is here. I have a white peacock who likes to run through my yard. I call him Zazzle. <laughs> you know and he's like hi i'm here for food i'm like sorry i'm doing an interview dude we can do food later okay sorry um but what so what i see is a lot of people that are opening up to the awareness that there's something different how do i find it and i also see a a smaller segment of the population that is fighting harder and entrenching harder to try to prove whatever point of view they've decided is right and you know, and they're and they're getting more and more entrenched. And what I see worldwide is this we're seeing the my sense is the voices of polarization and separation are are losing their their strength, basically. And so they're shouting louder and louder and trying to get people to buy it. And they think they're gonna it's gonna work, but I don't think it is. I think those of us that are like, hey, you know what? I'm here for something greater for all of us. Yeah. Let's go together. I My sense is that that voice, that point of view is already winning out and ultimately is going to win out. And cool. And when I say that, you notice like that might be one of the things that if somebody is listening and they want to try on this thing, what's true makes you lighter. A lie makes you heavier. You know, if I say that and your gut's kind of twisted and you were like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, it may not have been true or may not be true for you, at least. And but for me, when I say that, I get a lot lighter. So cool. And even if I'm wrong, I don't care. It makes me happier. So there. (laughs) So
0: we uh, we go through anxiety. So let's do a bit of engineering here. Right. So we we all, I guess, are anxious and we worry about judgmental people or being judged how should you best deal with judgmental people and let's do some kind of inner
1: work here okay so you have to realize the only power judgment has is the power we give it by resisting it Yep. okay and i'm weird okay i just want to just point that out if nobody's noticed by now okay and um, and the original meaning of weird was of spirit, fate, or destiny. So when people say you're weird, I'm like, thank you very much. you know. And because I do this weird work and I talk about weird things that are weirder than the norm, um, many years back, I started getting bad online by somebody who had never met me, never been to a class, but wanted to say what a terrible person I was. And I know we've all experienced that in some way in our lives, right? and initially i was distraught i was destroyed i was so hurt because i'm like can't you see that all i want to do is empower people can't you see that the only thing i want to do is make their lives greater and contribute to them and you know and um and i was so destroyed and i gave that so much power that i was kind of derailed in my own world for i don't know a couple of weeks you know And this was 20 years ago. And then I started looking at what I was choosing. And I started realizing that the only reason this was affecting me at all was because I was creating it. And then I had a little talk with myself, (laughs) had a little strong talk with myself. Self, get over it, okay? And so the reason I'm bringing that up is because we've all had that. We've all had people judge us. We've all had people badmouth us. We've all had people hate on us and tell lies about us. And the funny thing to me is we live in a world where we give lies more power than what's true. Yeah. Which is, wow. But once I realized I was the one giving it power, every time it came up, I went, "Uh uh-uh, get out of here. And that's what I did. And we also have, I, I wish, you know, we could go into some of the processing that we have. It's just beyond the scope of the time that we have today because we actually have a way in access of undoing your being affected by judgment, undoing your being the effect of, of anywhere you're limiting yourself, basically. But so I use those tools also every time it would come up. And the next time somebody said something that I perceived as a judgment of me, I was like, oh, <laughs> hi thanks And I literally said they said something like you're a jerk for something I don't remember I and I literally looked at them and went thank you and you should have seen their face. It was like, what? And I went thank you. Well, I just said something bad about you. I'm like, thank you so much And they just didn't know it's like you could see their brain melting and they just walked away with a stunned mullet look on their face. So how do we do this for ourselves there's there's a wonderful tool. Which use it if you want, I'm gonna present it. You can feel free to ignore it to your choice. It's your life, do what you want, okay? But um, I'm talking to everybody else. I know you would be more likely to try it. Um, and that is interesting point of view. I have this point of view. And I'm saying point of view. And we like to refer to this as Justin Ipov. okay? The famous Russian, Justin Ipov. When you're willing to have every point of view no, I can't even talk. When you're willing to have every point of view be just an interesting point of view, then you are free. So I'll run you through. Can I run everybody through a, a real of course, quick thing please, here? Please, yeah. Okay, cool. So you know how, and and this is the other thing about this is you know how I've been talking about your sense of something. Your you have that gut. You have that awareness. Well, all of these things are energetic, but we've all experienced them. You know. And so I'm a big fan of just going directly to the energy rather than trying to define it or understand it first. Let's change it energetically and then get the understanding after we're out of the, the yuck or the stuck part of it. Okay. Yep. Okay. So here's the way it works. So everybody get some upset that you have had in your life that is still in your world that that has occurred maybe in the last few weeks where there's something that didn't work out or something that just angered you or something where you're still like about that, okay? Now, I'd like you to, if you feel it in your body, that's cool, but and get a sense of wherever, however that energy shows up for you, wherever it is, just get the sense of it, wherever it is in your body or wherever. <laughs> this is so weird. Okay, now what I'd like you to do is get the energy and just say to it, interesting point of view I have this point of view okay now one more time and and just be with it but don't try to solidify it so you can hold on to it the whole idea is to acknowledge it be with it in this way and let it change okay so now get the energy as it is now because usually it'll change a little bit interesting point of view I have this point of view Cool. Now, again, to whatever energy is there, however it's shifted. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And again, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Okay, so now really going out of limb here. So Richard, did you try it? I did. How, how did it work? What did you notice? I, 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 I did, I felt a shift, I did that there's a lot
0: of stuff going on in my workplace and uh yes and i did feel a shift cool
1: well and that that's the interesting thing to me is you know i do this work on personal development and people always assume that the people that come to that are like woo woo spiritual people Uh uh-uh mostly we have business people we have we have business people we we have this whole realm of people but it's because they have the sense that this can contribute something to their actual lives, you know? Yeah. So when you do that, what you're doing is you're taking away the charge, the defense, the positive, the negative, the right and the wrong, and you're willing to have it as an interesting point of view. When you have it as an interesting point of view, there's nothing sticking you. And we can use... We can, <laughs> proce- we can use this process can use this process. We can, I thought maybe somebody was coming to attack. I didn't know. We can use this process. Like, let's say we're in a board meeting and somebody up there is blah. And we, you know, and they're doing something and it's either activating us or we're checking out. You can just just take a moment and get the energy of that and just go, interesting point of view. I have this point of view, interesting point of view. I have this point of view, interesting point of view. I have this point of view. And you'll notice you get more present and you resist less. And it's from that space of no resistance that possibilities can be found. When we're resisting, we will not look for possibilities because we're too busy defending our own point of view and defending against theirs. And there's one. So this tool, please, guys, take it and use it. And there's another one, which is, how does it get any better than this? You want to ask when something good happens or when something bad happens. If you got nothing else from this conversation, other than interesting point of view, I have this point of view, and how does it get any better than this? And just use them anytime anything occurs, you truly start to create a change. Absolutely.
0: Now, on the interesting point of view, I have this point of view, is it also a bit of self reflection? Dane, that you're asking if there's a lesson to be learned in their words, is is it the same thing or is it a different? It's different. It's okay.
1: directly addressing the energy of what sticks that Not it Understood. in your world. But the beauty of it is after you do that, then you can see the gift of the awareness that you had or the point of view that you took because it's far easier to see the point of view you've taken about something after the fact after letting it go or after not having so much charge about needing to be right by holding on to it or wrong by holding on to it and then you can look at it and get the awareness and and for me I know you know there's a big conversation in the world about we have lessons to learn um but what I found is when you go from the point of view of lessons to learn it makes you less on, okay? And the idea is that you don't already have the awareness. And so for me, I prefer to be a moron. Sorry, I was just making it right there. (laughs) Oh, goodness. You can imagine the business meetings in our business. They are interesting.
0: (laughs) Now, now, because, uh, you know, obviously, I've I've read a lot about access consciousness. wonderful things you're doing throughout the world Dane. thank Um, you so here's a point what about looking beyond their judgments to the person underneath always well
1: well this is the thing that i I think think think. sticks a lot of us what was that no go ahead please okay i think this is the thing that sticks a lot of us is we see the person underneath and we want to believe that that person is who they're going to choose to be the difficulty is is they will choose to be that person if they choose to be that person. Yeah. And it's their choice and we can't make them. The only thing we can do is get over our charge about who they're choosing to be when they're choosing to judge. And the other thing that that you know we don't often talk about it in a business context although we should. Is that people want to be acknowledged? Yes. They want to be admired. They want to be adored and they want to be validated. And what happens here's the difficulty is that a lot of people will do things to try to get that validation. And the difficulty with that is with somebody who's functioning from that need. That's a need that can almost never be fulfilled. Now, there is something that actually does work because there's, and i probably going off topic as I say this, so maybe I won't go there, But, but if we can recognize that and recognize where somebody is functioning from their need for validation, sometimes that's not a problem. It's like, okay, cool. This is who this person is. This is how they function in the business or in life, whatever it is. There, sometimes though, it becomes a challenge when you don't give them the validation they require, because you can't validate someone who needs validation. This is weird, I know, but the only thing you can do is acknowledge someone. But if they're looking for validation in a particular way, and they have that need, they are the only ones who can fulfill that need. By acknowledging that they have within them what they're looking to be validated for. And so when somebody's looking for validation for anything, one of the only things that will solve it is to get them to ask, What am I looking to? What am I not acknowledging in me that requires me to look for validation from others? Once they get that, their need of validation goes away and their entire way of interacting with others from that you know needy thing where you feel like you're never giving them enough if they actually are willing to ask that question what am i not acknowledging in me what can i acknowledge in me that i'm not that requires me to get validation from others that i can't get if they get that it's it's a business changer it is a person changer it changes their entire dynamic with every interaction they have with everyone because they no longer have that. You need to tell me in exactly the right way that I did exactly the right thing. You know, it's like, my precious, you, tell me? you know, and and it creates so much more ease being around people. I have no idea why I brought that up, but I hope that contributes to somebody.
0: This, this I can tell you, Dane, I think this was one of the most powerful parts of this conversation. Cool. This was Thank one you. of the most powerful and I'll tell you why, because this is about the path to be truly happy or peaceful, right? And I this is my personal belief is, you know, when, you, when you're when constantly seeking approval of others, it won't make you truly happy, right? And I say that I've got, uh, you know, uh, a son in, in his mid-20s and I've got a younger one who's just finishing up college and that the generation of social media and TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And we know the beauty of, social media in today's work but we also know some of the pitfalls right and the pitfalls is con- continues to kind of climb in my mind that you know people are seeking validation all the time so thank you for that that was fantastic and your point about accepting your own flaws such that no one can actually use them against you or, or you don't react in fear to judgment is a critical yeah. important part to your own happiness and I, you you've said that consistently throughout this entire conversation
1: thanks Richard I'm so glad it was a contribution <laughs> that was huge that cool. was
0: huge that Thank was you. huge all right so in the business world judgment is arguably the most important leadership competency what are the good elements of good judgment for leaders
1: uh none <laughs> so <laughs> let's read I love that I love that you're consistent
0: <laughs> at least you're consistent that's fantastic
1: yeah, I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm willing to be judged, you know, and I'm sure I, I can just imagine what's going on in some people's worlds as they're listening and like, I hate you. And I'm like, I know if you love it or hate it, there's something there for you, you know, but this here's, here's what i like to do is, is what is stated as the value of judgment is made infinitely greater if one instead functions from their awareness beyond judgment and it's that awareness that we innately all have that if we don't have to put it into a validatable box of judgment by others will allow us to thrive from that space of awareness of things that we didn't even know we could be aware of that is the only thing that will allow us to actually prepare for and create for a future That, if we had that in every business across the, let's say every successful business or every every business that has the capacity to thrive, let's put it that way. If we had that, we would have businesses that are thriving so dynamically, they would not be able to slow down their ability to continue.
0: Got it, got it. You know, some of the wisdom traditions will say, Detachment, right? Detaching from the kind of outcome and having that pure kind of awareness and then challenge your biases. Yes. And that that a big, a big that point, is... in, a big
1: point, a big point in in, in the business world, for sure. Uh, well, absolutely. And, that, and it all boils down to exactly what we've been talking about, judgment. Yes. Exactly. And, you know, challenge your biases, which is challenge your fixed points of view about the nature of reality, which is what judgment is. Yes, Judgment is a fixed point of view about the nature of reality that you use to validate that your fixed point of view about the nature of reality is the correct point of view about the nature of reality. It's a self-perpetrating, self-destructive cycle that is something that we are made greater by stepping into our natural capacities of awareness and out of this fixed point of view about the nature of reality that we've been taught that we have to solidify into perfection. Right. Well
0: said, well said. And and what about trusting? What about trust, seeking diversity? And to your point, Dane, not necessarily seeking validation. I mean, the business world, we're talking a lot about diversity, inclusion. I mean, trust is the cornerstone of business. I mean, these are the important competencies that will lead to good judgment in business is my point
1: of view well i this absolutely but it's very difficult to trust yourself because let's talk about trust trust is you know from my point of view trust starts with trusting yourself yeah and trusting that you can actually trust yourself meaning i know i will walk my talk yes you know? i know i'm integrity with myself and so Trust has to start there because without that, you can't trust anything else because you're always in doubt of your ability to engage with it in a way that engenders trust. And so here again is is if we're willing to see, here's the, the other thing is, and I know we've talked a lot, mentioned the word judgment a lot, but it goes back to a lot. Which is, if you're, how much trust do you have in you if you're judging you? None. Wow. Judgment erodes trust in self. Wow. And then, and then we take that further to, to try to get others to align and agree with the rightness of our judgment and validate this point of view of reality that we have taken based on judgment. And now in order for them to get on board, they must judge it appropriately, none of which is about us trusting us. And when we're functioning from judgment, it's very difficult to trust others because rather than the thing like I was talking about, okay, I'm aware this person is a gaslighting jerk to everyone. Okay, like I'm aware of this. Okay, fine. I don't have a judgment. I don't have a point of view about it. Like I don't have any charge on it. This is just who this person's choosing to be right now. Could they change? Sure. Will they? Probably not. Okay. You know, but what, so we eliminate our trust in ourselves because we're judging everything that we think is a negative awareness. And we're believing that not judging is only when you think the positive stuff, which is not true either. And so we're very confused energetically and what it creates is a space where we're not energetically congruent with us when we're doing judgment. And we're trying to fit into a world that we don't really get how it works while thinking we get how it works.
0: Massive wisdom bite thing. Thank you. That Thank was you, fantastic. Man. That was Thank fantastic. You. Okay. A few of the quick rounds now. What would you change in any area of life, not just business?
1: What would I change? You mean for my life right now? Anything.
0: It's an open kimono. Whatever you want. Are we
1: talking? Are we talking my life or like? the planet whatever we... you
0: want the planet
1: your life anything oh, you if i could i would create a planet where we all get the value of ourselves where judgment ceases as i thanos snap my fingers and it can't be resurrected and for all the people that want to be destructive to others to somehow like they can have their own planet that's fine But I'd like all of us who actually desire something different to have the recognition that that is actually a contribution and a gift, not to have to hide it. So basically, here's what I'd like. I'd like to create a planet of consciousness. And why do I say that? Because consciousness is the source for all of the changes that will allow us to create a sustainable living earth indefinitely. And that is a planet I would like to live on.
0: Love it. Love it. What are you grateful for in any
1: area of life, not just business? Oh, <laughs> oh, my friends. So many things I have. I am blessed to to travel the world and see people's worlds light up. I'm yeah. blessed to talk to beautiful people like you who are contributing in all these amazing ways to people that are making the world a better place. I'm grateful for the guns I get to shoot. I just bought a buttload of those and created a range at my ranch. I'm grateful for my horses. I'm grateful for my Ferrari. I'm grateful for my girlfriend. I'm grateful for the people I get to work with. I'm grateful for the planet. I'm I'm just freaking grateful, man. Just grateful, just grateful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that, I love that. Okay, quick round. Expand on these two statements. Um, and I picked them, uh, I came across and I thought they were quite beautiful. Judge nothing, you'll be happy. Forgive everything, you'll be happier. Love everything, you'll be happiest.
1: Sri Chimnai. Not much to expand upon. Just do it. Do what he said. Beautiful, right? Okay. The world is
0: a mirror, so when you judge others, you're judging yourself. Yeah.
1: Bullshit. Okay. Okay. Um. (laughs) okay i just say that because you know just to be cantankerous you know (laughs) um i would say that in actuality the the world is a definitely a reflection of your point of view but when you're judging others you're only judging others because you're judging yourself first so you know what i completely reverse bullshit i think it's probably really freaking true i just hate that saying that the world is a mirror you know because people use it as though it's supposed to mean something what the hell does that mean what am i supposed to do with this you know i talk about a bunch of weird i mean i talk about some of the weirdest stuff anybody will ever talk about probably on the planet even after i'm gone and still it's got to be pragmatic and practical it's like if it doesn't do something to change your life or make it better I mean and happiness is a is a great one but it's like if it what does that mean? So anyway that's just that's my own personal thing that's me judging that so I'll just <laughs> I'll just get over my judgment of that whole world is a mirror thing.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay, all right. What is one belief or habit that's changed your life?
1: Oh, that everything is truly changeable. Wow. Everything. I love that. I love that. I love that.
0: A man of possibilities. I love that. Okay. If you could solve one thing to improve mental
1: health globally, what would it be? You're going to love my answer. Stopping. If I could, if I, sorry, say that one more time. I may have missed. If you could solve
0: one thing to improve mental health globally, what would it be?
1: Uh, Two things. Number one, I would end judgment across the planet and the universe if I had the power. And that would solve 99% of our mental health problems. And number two, I would institute uh, access consciousness bars in every school and every business around the world because we've done studies and it decreases anxiety, stress, and depression an average of 87% with one session. And it literally saved my life 22 years ago. So. Those would be my two if I could choose.
0: So tell us a little bit more, because I certainly want to talk a little bit about um, access consciousness. Tell us a little bit more about access consciousness. And Well,
1: and ours. access consciousness is, you. it's a way of giving people access to their own knowing so that they can change the things in their life they would like to change quickly and also start to get, that they truly can have the life of their dreams and more. And it's accessible right now. And, you know, I talked about our definition of consciousness, which is where everything exists and nothing is judged. And we have many, many tools uh, as a way of changing all kinds of different things that somebody might want to change, literally in every area from business. Uh, in fact, my friend, someone Simone Melissus does something called the joy of business, and she's phenomenal. Um, from business to money to relationships to stuff with your body to stress, anxiety, depression, uh, you name it. Okay. And and the thing about this is we've, I mean, we've had at this point, we've had over a million people go through our programs and and to and so. Sorry, I'm getting nostalgic over that for a moment. I just, I looked at that. I looked at that the other day. I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, I was so excited. I just, and so I just had a moment with my moment there. Um, And so this thing called, and so we have, we have specific ways of addressing anything that might be going on for somebody in their business, in their life, and specific ways of sort of diving down to. to the underlying foundation of whatever is creating what's going on and helping them change it. And that's basically it. And the access consciousness bars, I was at a place where I was literally going to end my life. I was going to take my own life 22 years ago. And I was trying everything I could to create change was not happening. And finally, one day I said, universe, you got six months, my life changes, or I'm out of here. And then I came across this little ad for Access. And I ended up having a bar session and bars is this like light pressure point technique that's done on the head. And it takes about an hour and 15 minutes. And I was living in California. You do you do weird stuff when you live in California. It's just kind of the way it is, you know? And um, and so I didn't think anything of it. I And this was two weeks after I said, universe, you got six months and literally planned a date, okay? And I went into the session depressed and suicidal. So stressed about my business, my second chiropractic practice and my relationship and money and everything, not knowing how I was ever going to handle it. And I went from depressed and suicidal, wanting to die to an hour and 15 minutes later, I had a gratitude for being alive. Wow. And I had this a sense of space that I can't even begin to tell you. I didn't know it was possible, but I knew that that big old demonic gorilla that had been on my back for decades was gone. And it's not to say that everything got perfect at that point, but it lightened up so much. I knew that I had this, I could do this. And then I started using the access tools and met the founder. We became very great friends immediately. And using these tools literally has changed everything but not just for me, for literally hundreds of thousands of people. A million. Yeah. A million. I'm <laughs> figuring some of those probably were like, I'm not here for the change, Bob. So, <clears throat> but it is nice to comfortably say hundreds of thousands, you know, where I just like, <laughs> cause I figure, you know, we've had over a million go through and I'm like, I don't know. You know, we tend to have about a 90% change rate, which if you've ever done anything in personal development is a rather dynamic change rate, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, Daniel, you're, do, you're doing your thing for humanity and evolution, man. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. Thank you, Richard. Um, last two points. And I wanted you to, the, the first one is restating those beautiful questions you asked before. There were four of them. And I followed you in some of your other podcasts and, um, you know, some of your courses. But uh, your favorite self-awareness questions, uh, you know, you had four of them. What else is possible? And if you just restate those for the audience, I think those are just fabulous.
1: Fabulous. I love it. Maybe I should have you state them because for me, I always have more. (laughs) Okay. All right. What else is possible?
0: Yes. What would it take to change this? Yes. How does it get better than this? Yes. And what's right about me that I'm not getting? There you go. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love those, Dane. I love those. Wow. Okay. I took those in. I had to take a breather for a few seconds. Beautiful, beautiful questions. Deep. All right. Last question. What is your parting advice for aspiring leaders?
1: Recognize that a true leader does not require followers. A true leader is someone who knows where they need to go to create the future that is possible And they don't require anyone else to get it. And so rather than looking for others that you can follow, and rather than looking for others that you can lead, consider choosing to be a leader in your own life, which will actually allow you to become a leader in every realm, not someone who requires followers in any realm.
0: Got it. Beautifully said, Dr. Dane. Here, thank you so much. You're an inspiration. As I said before, you, you're prioritizing and elevating humanity, and you're doing just wonderful stuff for the for the planet. I love your energy. It, this has been fantastic, and I've learned I've learned a lot. You've been very inspirational and fabulous wisdom bites. That are. I know our audience. You'll change a few lives along the way, I'm sure. Thank you, Richard.
1: Thank you. This truly has been an honor and a pleasure, and I so thank you for having me. Love you, Dane.
0: Thank you so much. You take care of yourself, all right?
1: Thanks. All a very best to you.
0: Bye-bye. And my key takeaways from this conversation with Dr. Dane Ear and how to become better leaders and what is the way out of the cloak of judgment. We have to be curious and ask many questions. We have to recognize how aware we are of everyone around us. We have to express gratitude. We have to step back and consider alternative viewpoints. We have to show empathy and compassion and engage in a spirit of learning at all times. Thank you. I hope that you found today's session valuable. If so, please follow me on Instagram at outram.richard and post your comments. Thank you again. Until the next podcast.